2: Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And it, guys, it's a treat to be here today with Lisa Winston. Lisa, how are you?
1: Oh my God, since seeing you, I'm like off the charts, amazing.
2: (laughs) 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 Guys, tuning into Lisa for the first time, she's a best-selling author, TV personality host, she's a speaker, she's an intuitive mindset strategist, Um, she's been a vocalist and a band for 40 years, so there's a lot going on in terms (laughs) of music, frequency vibration and how like our mindsets and so there's just so much goodness in this space. Lisa, it is such a treat to have you here today.
1: Thank you. It is a joy to be here. I'm honored.
2: (laughs) So I'd love to dive into just quickly, um, you know, there's a conversation that you're consistently having, which is around surrender. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know, like recently, (laughs) it's been kind of my agenda to leave the kind of punchline of the podcast that I'm looking for, instead of leaving it all the way at the end to start and open with that to kind of see where the conversation will take us just in the effort to try and get as deep as possible through the episode. So yeah, the the conversation around surrender, um, you know, it's a, it's a deep one. It's an intention that I've been sitting with for the last eight months um, and maybe nine months now, and, it's, and it hasn't been easy. Um, it took a lot of things for me to actually come around to surrender because for a long time I heard this conversation around, oh, spiritually, a lot of my spiritual friends were like, oh, just <laughs> surrender, just surrender. Right. And I was like, stop giving away your power. Stop giving away your power. <laughs> And they're like, surrender, just just trust me, you have to learn to surrender at some point. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not giving away my power to nobody. So can you tell us a little bit about what surrender means to you?
1: Uh, I don't even know where to start. I think my whole life journey has been about surrender, which kind of stinks because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are brought up against... Uh, your challenges so that you can learn to go deeper and surrender. We often think that we are surrendering, but we can always go deeper because we're usually hanging on like this. Hmm. And um, for me, it really started back in 2007 when I lost my house to wildfire in 10 minutes. And then two months later was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I thought that I had had it at that point, right? I got a big plaque. that says, let learn to let go. (laughs) I wrote about it. Um, It was a big one for me. And it was interesting because it came on the tail of, after reading Eckhart Tolle's books, um, he talks about dying to self. And that's, you know, dying, you know, to all the things, the the material things and all the things in your life before you die. And so that was my prayer. You know, spirit, help me die to self. Well, be careful what you pray for. So that's what happened, the house, the fire, all that. And of course both my parents passed and I assisted with both of those and that was really difficult. And then as I told you, there's been a lot of other things going on, but this past year, Mm -hmm. uh, Joe and I got back from being in Italy for a month and my partner Joe Vitale and um, I collapsed and didn't know what was wrong and found out I was diagnosed with neuro Lyme disease that I've had it in my body for 50 years, but my immune system went down. So it was really interesting because once we think we have it all going on and we've got the concept and we know what's going on, then life goes, okay, all right. If you're gonna teach this stuff, you get to practice it. Mm-hmm. And I really lost it during that time. I had no faith. I thought I was being punished. I was angry at God. I felt unsupported. It you almost died. And it really was one of the darkest times of my life, but it was here to bring me to a deeper place of surrender. And um, so I don't know where you want to go with this, but it, it yeah,
2: is. Well, yeah, thank steep. you so much for sharing so deeply because I, I, one of the things that I'd like to sort of pry open is, you know, we could always, like, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm convinced that, convinced is not the right word. I'm aware that if I'm looking back, it's very easy for me to then in hindsight be like, oh, that massive challenge, like that, that thing that happened to me, that's what led me here. And this is a blessing. So my example is, you know, I struggled with depression for six years. It Mm. brought me to mindfulness, brought me to meditation. Meditation completely took my life to a whole nother level, you know, in Mm. the world where everybody's running around distracted, the ability to focus, the ability to tune in, like intuition, everything. Right. So meditation gave me everything. So I'm grateful for the depression. But I also Mm. know that it's taking a lot of work and I think the work really rubber hits the road and I think this is what you're articulating right like to you know be to be able to teach this and you've really got to settle into this and then you get a deeper lesson when you're in it like how does one like in the depth of it sort of is it amount of like you know is does it take an amount of coaching or like what's the kind of dialogue
1: <laughs> well if you knew what I did during the time I was sick I mean I did every uh, modality I knew of. I did therapy, coaching, counseling, tapping, all kinds of bizarre things. I got weird think gadgets, you know, with ma- uh, magnets. I mean, I was like the weirdo, right? But I was really <laughs> practicing everything I had in my toolbox, and then I was <laughs> adding to it, you know. So, and I I feel you because I struggled with depression, and so does my daughter and the rest of my family as well. So I know that's a, a a tough one, but I think the biggest thing for us is to remember, and I I love when I teach intuition, intuitive processes, it's really about being aware. So if we look at everything and, you know, there are days, trust me, like I could sit here and tell you that I've got it all together, like I said, but there, I really lost it. Like I'm human, we're all human. We have days that we we just want to get off the planet or we don't want to do it anymore because it's really hard. So I'm just putting that out there. If you're struggling with anything, you know, don't give up because you're human. But the cool thing I love is that with surrender, you get to look at what it is. And I always, I liken it to taking responsibility. Like if you're in a relationship, right, and somebody's doing something and you think it, you're they're doing it to you, and you're going, hey, they they made me do this, or this is, you know, you're blaming people. Mm-hmm. But finally, there's this, this choice you get to make. You get to take responsibility, even if you don't know what you did, or if you did anything. Or you get to blame, right? And so when you take risk, when you blame, you actually create more things to blame. And if you take responsibility, you actually start to dissolve whatever it is that came your way. So my example in that is the same with surrender. Surrender is really about letting go of resistance. Most people think it's about, you know, waving the white flag, giving up, but it's not. It's about giving in. And Joe and I have really been on this <laughs> path of discovery the last year as well, because we talk about affirmations, the law of attraction, we talk we talk about all these things that we have. And we believe they work, we know they work, we see they work, but there's still this this energy that we can't control, these things that we can't control, and that would be source, the universe. Like what's happening to us right now, right? With the virus. We're not we were not able to control it. It happened, but it's not happening to us, it's happening for us.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you
1: at all the contradictions and the people I mean the craziness that's happening it's really
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
1: Asking us, it's begging us to look at what's going on. And we always have a choice to make, even in surrender with surrender you can take it as far as you want you can pound against and be angry and blame and resist and that's what we all do right because that feels good that feels comfortable that's our comfort zone and going i'm just gonna let this go and i want people that are listening to this this is what i do when i get to that point where nothing's moving i put my hands out and i just say okay darn i don't like i don't know what to do right I'm just going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. Oh, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to just let go and trust that that force is going to support you. But when you do that, it's unbelievable. It's like magical and miraculous things just open up, things dissolve.
2: Mm.
1: So again, it's in any like responsibility, taking responsibility, surrender, letting go. It's about making a choice and then taking action to do it and it literally is a choice. And I love to tell people to practice, you know, stay in resistance, see what that feels like for you. Uh, depends, right? Yeah, yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah, And then try the surrender thing, even if you don't want to, and, and you don't know what it's going to feel like or whatever, just, just do it. And I guarantee you, you will see a huge difference and you will see a different outcome.
2: Mm. So
1: it is a pretty cool thing to tap into i'm not saying it's easy and i think that even though i've gone deep this past year i'm sure there's more <laughs> i hope there's not too much more
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about like what your thoughts are like you know we're going through a very interesting time at the moment with you know some people are finding it more challenging now than ever before oh, yeah. um a there's you know we've we've got the pandemic itself we've got the pandemic of fear that's associated with it there's a lot of blessings that are coming through as well um, as you were revealing so you know how do we how do we learn to surrender to something that is such a challenge and it's not just our challenge it's it's almost like having a collective challenge just invites us to drop into that victim like so much more readily so much more easily (laughs) it's just like oh everyone else is struggling i'm allowed to have that victim dialogue so here i go and By no means am I saying victim dialogue and saying, you know, people don't have challenges. Absolutely. Like, you know, we've got elderly family members that we're concerned about as well, you know, in this time. So it is real.
1: Oh, yeah. it is, And, I mean, it's not... We all have a tendency to go into victim mode. We do. And it's okay. Again, we are human. That's part of our humanness. So mm. we're always teaching, um, like we just did a masterclass for eight hours last Saturday, just for free. To, it was supposed to be a paid masterclass. And we just decided because people out of work, we wanted to support people. And so we did that. So we really talk about being productive. Like for me, future pacing, what's happening in my business, you know, writing my books and doing videos and stuff like that. But I have days too where I don't feel that great. I have days where I feel depressed. I have days where I feel anxious. And some of those days I'm not productive. So we're, go- we're all going through this myriad of emotions. And so it's really great to just honor whatever's coming up for you. There's no judgment. There's no blame. blame there's no obligation to do anything. It's just a suggestion. Um, but I really believe that this world is being given a huge wake-up call. I mean, you and I, and everybody that's here right now, we signed up to be here in this time, and this is unprecedented, and this is a miraculous time. It's hard, but my God, look at what we're going through. I believe we're getting ready to create a new earth, a new way of being. And if you talk about transformation, which I love transformation, I don't think it's easy to go through because I've been going through it. No. When you get ready to transform, when things are, you know, have to change, they have to collapse, they have to emulsify, they have to, everything has to, you know, kind of liquefy in, in us and also in the, the political systems, the governments, the world, things need to collapse before they're able to regroup in a better way. And so I really believe we're going through a time of transformation. Is it painful? Yeah, it's painful. But is it scary? Yes, it's scary. It's the unknown. But in reality, everybody, <laughs> every day is the unknown. You, you have no idea what's gonna happen in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like just going with the flow, honoring your emotions, being um, cognizant of other people. There's so many people who are not staying in or doing social distancing, which really bugs me because it's not all about us, it's about other people. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you're always gonna have people that resist and you're always gonna have people that support. But I really feel, again, this is the gigantic universal wake-up call and I think it's going to affect a lot of people and it's definitely going to change the world
2: yeah I agree there was something you were sharing um about and this is uh I had to flag this so the reconciliation um of you know what is happening to us versus what is happening for us in the surrender so you know it's it's a (laughs) <laughs> it's a really interesting way to sort of, you know, obviously to look at it in terms of, yep, everything is happening for me, everything is happening for me rather than happening to me. But the thing that was really noteworthy for me was, of course, like with all the work that you and Joe have both been doing and also yourself with like the Turning Point Intensive, it's, you know, there's um, there's so much uh, space for the dialogue just to be about hey, yes, there's positive affirmations. Yes, there's a law of manifestation. Yes, there's a law of attraction. Yes, I can focus. Yes. And then you just said, like, you know, openly that, you know, there is that space where there are energies from source that we can't control. And just full transparency, for me, the conversation around surrender started when one of my mentors, she passed away. Oh, and yeah. um, I, was in this, I was in this headspace, a young adolescent man, great lesson to learn really early on in hindsight, <laughs> yeah. um,
3: but it's, yeah.
2: it was legitimately that, you know, like when we would interact, I was holding this space, this frequency, the conversation and dialogue openly with her was, I can't wait for the other side when, you know, we can go to the park or we can go <laughs> to these walks, you know, and I was doing that because I was like, and people were coming up and saying their goodbyes to her and I was infuriated with them. I like inside. I was burning. These were all my friends because that, thats my mentor was also my friend. But inside, I was burning up at my friends. I was like, like, don't say your goodbye. She's not gone yet. Like, if you keep holding that frequency, she's gonna go. Um, and you can imagine, you know, what happened. Um, to, yeah, I guess that little pain, the massive pain body when she when she passed. Um, then it was like, oh, actually, you know there is this thing called death there is this whole you know like there's this energy of source and i have to honor the integrity of you know how this whole fabric that gives us the opportunity to sit here and have these conversations is woven together and that's a necessary part of it um but that was huge and that brought me to surrender and so i kind of put it as in like when i'm having a conversation like i the whole life i've been focused on this five percent of the pie And just thought like, yeah, you know, like I can set my goals, I can set my trajectory and like everything. And I'm like dialing it in this 5% of the pie. I'm just dialing it in to push myself and take myself as far as possible, (laughs) you know, all the the positive psychology stuff. And then after this moment, I realized, oh, there's 95% of the pie that's just been gracefully guiding me forwards on like almost like the star trek enterprise or something (laughs) but like like, you know what i mean like guiding me forwards to the space and i'm just kind of like learning oh okay like that five percent is also necessary because it's you know that's also in service to that that part there but in terms of reconciling that like the just the grace with which you just honored that you know there is a challenge between that and, and there's like, that must've been a hard sort of, was it a hard realization to come to at a certain point or, you know, was that something that you were already aware of?
1: No, it's, it's a very hard realization. I mean, a lot of things are hitting me after almost dying this past year and both of my, both of my parents passing and I'm 61 years old. And I mean, it's starting to hit me that, I mean, in reality, again, I'm just, I'm going to put the reality out there and that is people can die at any age from birth on up. But the older you get, you realize that you're coming, sh- you know, things are getting shorter and you have less time to do things and it really hits you. And I think all of us really struggle with, with death anyway. I do. I always have, even though I have assisted my father and my mother um, and my dad had a lot of resistance and so it really prolonged his, his death. It's going to happen to each one of us. And I think that's where the, the, the magic surrender lies, not just in life, but also because at some point you know, we're, we're all healthy. And we're like, we're, I'm not leaving. That's it. I'm not going, I'm I'm going to be around till I'm, you know, 250 years old. Well, no, you're not, you know, there's just this time for you. And so the more we can surrender to that, and the more we can surrender to life, and allow it to refine us, um, and say yes to it, I think the easier things will get, I want to be on my deathbed, and I and I want to be sad that I'm leaving my daughter and my loved ones or whatever, whoever's... You know, it was... I mean, we don't know what we're going to. That's the, mm. that's the hard part, right? It's yeah, the unknown. The uncertainty, yeah. Right. But I want to have grace about it. And it was really wonderful because I dedicated my book, Your Turning Point, to my mother because she was passing while I was writing and, and I was taking care of her. And it was funny because she said... You know, she was in the process of dying, but she was like, I don't feel it. I don't, you know, I don't really want to go, but I'm okay. It's like, it was so wonderful. And she was more concerned about her kids than she was about her own Mm -hmm. passing. And so there's this, there's just this magical thing. We've all done this a million times. We've died and been born, you know, lived many lifetimes. That's my belief. But so surrender really is just this total trust that you're okay and that you're being held and that no matter what happens, we always think that if we survive something or we always, we always equate, um, life with survival right mm. i've i've overcome this so i and i've survived so that's what it's about not everybody survives but i mean i had a friend um Janie rios who was producing the women on tv who uh, produced you know was she they were hosting our show and she was dying of lung cancer and she's in her 40s and she had a family and she would show up on our our interview uh on her interview for our show and she was such a bright, bright ray of light and she was she was dying, but she showed up to help people. She showed up because it was her passion. She showed up. She didn't just check out a life and say, oh God, I'm, you know, I'm a victim, I'm dying. It was unbelievable to me. I've learned so many lessons from so many of these amazing people like you did with your mentor. So surrender is critical. And if we don't surrender, we're going to get to the end of our lives and we're going to be in resistance. And what my father went through, which was likened to torture, is not something that you want to go through. You want to go in grace and you want to go in trust and surrender. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's a process that we have to get really close with. And, um, and it assists us in every way.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm also just... I want to just flag something that's coming up for me internally as we're talking about this. Part of me wants to talk, like, shift off the conversation of death just mm-hmm. while we're on here, just because, like, I've done podcasts on death before and people have sort of, mm. it, they, they haven't gotten the most traction. Let's just put it that way. But <laughs> right. and and that for me was just like, oh, people don't actually want to talk about death, you know, and right, it's not, right. and it's not surprising. So, I am conscious of that, but at the same time, I just wanted to address that because that was what was bubbling yes. up inside, and it's yes you know, I think it's it's like the conversation the way you put it was, was you know so eloquent in terms of we don't really think about how our passing is going to look, you know um, and you know if we're if we're holding on to life and we're holding holding holding, we may well end up in that last final moment still holding, and then the lack of grace in that moment can be quite um, challenging as opposed to learning to surrender has this opportunity to surrender in that moment as well. Yeah. So can I ask you a little bit about what do you think are some of the things that encourage us to hold? Like, why are we holding again and again? And what's the softening, like what's going on? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question.
1: I think it's, um, I think it's normal. And I believe that we are very attached to it's attachment. It's really attachment around um, our family, our people, our kids. Uh, It's a, it's a attachment to our things, our material things, our animals, (laughs) you know, Mm we're so attached. And the funny thing is, is that, we need to let them go too because they aren't they aren't ours. My daughter is not mine. She has been a gift to me. She doesn't belong to me and we've gone through many lifetimes together. But again, it's it's just that trusting process that we all we're in this thing called a soul pod, which I believe, and we come back many lifetimes with the same people. And I, I know I've been in many lifetimes with my daughter. You know, I don't remember who she was. Maybe she was my husband, my father, my mother, whatever it was. So I think we need to just, again, trust and and let go because we can't take stuff with us. We just can't. And the older I get, the the more I'm losing attachment to stuff. And again, when you lose your house to fire, and you lose things, a lot of times you realize, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. And it's not really that big of a deal. It's not to accumulate stuff. So I think that's the whole thing. And we also uh, um, are very attached to our beliefs, our emotions, our opinions. So that's another big one. I mean, there's so many people out there that are pounding against, they gotta be right. I just did a, um, what did I do today? I wrote, I wrote an email to my tribe about being kind as opposed to being right. Because in this kind of situation mm. right now that's going on in the world, uh, people are stressed out, people are angry, but it's amazing how many people are not helpful, they're not productive, they're not very nice, and they're not coming together. And so again, it's really uh, this is just all part of the process. So that's what I wrote about, and I
2: loved it. It was it was truth. Tell us a little bit about that, because my intention for this year, and I set a an intention beyond surrender, was actually kindness. So, yeah. <laughs> and but the challenging thing, and as you might be able to attest to, um, and perhaps make me feel better about it, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, is uh, is. Is because uh, I set the intention of kindness. What I see a lot of is because I'm holding space for kindness, I see when I'm not kind more than when I am kind. It's like, mm. oh yeah, good job. That was when you're kind. Because I set the intention <laughs> for kindness. It was like, oh my God, you're an asshole in that moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just- <laughs> that prayer, right? It's a powerful prayer. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, right, right, right. That's right. My intention was kindness. I'm shedding a light on it. Obviously, the shadows are going to, you know, loom. Yes. Yeah. Um, but- <laughs> But yeah, tell us about the kindness and like being right. Because I, I as soon as you said that, I, so many things went bing, 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 bing in my head in terms of I can see all these different standpoints, even just on social media or online. People are like, this is what's actually going on. This is what's going on. And obviously, you know, I kind of, Try and stay away from conspiracy as much as possible because it really doesn't serve you. It's just taking your energy in such a massive way. But then watching like people that are in my sphere online, especially being in the podcasting space, so many interesting people. uh, But then some people dropping into their conspiracies and going, "This is what's actually happening. This is what's actually happening." And I'm like, "Yeah." But then they're at odds with each other. I'm like, "This is a narrative, may or may not be true. This is a narrative, may or may not be true." But now you're conflicting with each other. What's like? Do like people are actually going through some stuff, you know, stay at home, make some music, hang out with each other, be right. kind, like, yes, right. tell us right. a little bit about right and kindness.
1: I love that that you've made that an intention. And again, it's true because when you do make an intention, you set an intention, it will come to you in a bigger way, and you will see. Just like me with surrender, it'll come to you over and over. And I mean, I have that within myself. I have times that I don't want to be kind. I see, I see things in myself too that I don't like. Um, it was interesting because Joe just did a Facebook Live not too long ago about um, his his new theory on conspiracies. It's the divine con- conspiracy.
2: No. <laughs> You're good. Awesome? The conspiracy to
1: trump all <laughs> conspiracies, <laughs> right? But it's the, for the good. It's the good conspiracy, right? I love it. And, um, and we, uh, when we were in LA not too long ago for a movie premiere, um, I met uh, Doug Vermeerin because he had actually interviewed Joe, and he has a kindness project too. So there were there are a lot of people out there doing good things that we don't even know about, and and really focusing on kindness. And I don't think there's enough of it, really. Mm. But um, yeah, it's I saw the same thing. I have like a neighbor, neighborhood group that I visit, you know, in the community that kind of gives, you know, inspiration and tips and things, you know, within the community. And the other day I woke up and they were griping about Trump and they were griping about the conspiracy theories and people are like, this isn't true. And, and then people started getting really snarky with each other. I mean, they started, you know, I have a college education, you're stupid. you know. And that's when I finally said, Hey, wait, 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 we're supposed to be coming together in this time, you know, not badgering each other and, you know, bashing each other. This isn't a time for that because everybody is going through something, you know, they always have that saying that we have no idea what someone's going through. So don't judge because we all are affected by this in, in our various ways. And so I think it's, again, it's a choice. I mean, seriously, all of the things that we do in life our choices, and and I'm not looking at good or bad, but I'm looking at choices like kindness and not being kind or responsibility and not being responsible. You have a choice, and when you make that choice, we always say we want to see the world change, but we have to really truly be that change because the world is a mirror of, of us. I mean, internally, right? Internal to external, what we are. We don't see the world the way it is we see the world the way we from the way we are, and so if you want to see more kindness and more things in the world that are kind, be more kind. If you want to see love and more loving things, be more loving, be more generous. It's just that law it's it's just the law of cause and effect, it really is, and so um, and again, you can't bash yourself for being unkind or having moments because again, we're humans and we're emotional and we have these but but again, it's not getting immersed. And not being so hell-bent on your way being the right way. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's right. Everybody has an opinion. Who's right? We don't know who's right. And as far as the government goes, I have no I mean, like, how would I know in a million years what's, what's really truth? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So that's where we have to just kind of reel it in, reel it in, reel it in. And we get to choose to be kind. Or I left that group. I just said, hey, I wish you guys luck. Stay safe. But I'm out. I'm out of this group. And so I suggest to everybody if you want to be kind, you want to practice those kind of things, just move away from the groups of people and the negativity so that you can be you be the source of inspiration. You like you, you be the source of light. (laughs) You know, you are a bright light. I told you that you really are. So, and that's beautiful because that's attractive. That's that's you know, attracts people to you. That's kindness, that's
2: love. How do we choose?
1: Oh. That's a great question. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let me see what's coming forward. Hmm. How do we choose? Well, again, I'm going to go back to this exercise and I want people to, can I do the exercise real quick again about responsibility? I want people like this is, I love, I always go back to this because I practiced this when I was in a relationship and I was studying, um, uh, Gay and Katie Hendricks book, Conscious Loving. And it was about taking responsibility in relationships for everything. And I didn't like that. And most people don't want to take responsibility. They'd rather be a victim. Mm. So whenever you're in a position, a situation where you're uncomfortable and something's coming up for you, just say responsibility. Again, I'm just going to give this example for people to try this. It, again, it's, you have to learn from example, right? So somebody does something to you they make you mad. They say something. They accuse you of something. And you're sitting there like something hit you like a ton of bricks and you have no idea. It's like, why? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. And then you do this. You go, you're the one that made me do it. Mm. And in my relationship, I, I, I use this as a practice. Whenever that happened, I had a choice. So I would choose and i go, okay, let me see what happens. So some, one time I would choose and go, okay, you made me do He made me do it. I didn't do anything. I'm not going to take responsibility because I didn't do anything wrong that's it that's what I know and for three days we didn't talk silent treatment it was horrible it was awful I was angry so that passed next time it happened I sat there and I went I don't know what I did I didn't do anything but I'm supposed to take responsibility I don't really want to take responsibility because that sucks and I didn't do anything wrong so you're going to hear your mind chattering because your mind, that's what it does. You know, it's trying to, you can't solve a problem from where it's created. And that's, your mind just does that. It's like the monkey mind. And so you have to listen to the conversations in your head. And then there's a point where you have to surrender to the right decision. And just even if it's an experiment, what do you have to lose? So that in that moment, I said, okay, I'm just going to surrender. And it felt awful. My mind was like, oh, you loser. This is so not right. You
2: you you are not responsible. You pride takes a hit, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that the moment I said it, even though I didn't feel it, I surrender. I'm, I'm taking responsibility for this, even though I have no idea. And I have to tell you, within minutes, everything dissolved. We started talking. So. This is the lesson whenever, and and again, I use responsibility because it it hit me and it was so big, but you can do this in every moment with anything. Just if you don't believe it or you can't make the choice or you want to make the choice and you're having a tough time, then experiment with it. Try it this way and then try it this way. See what happens. And when you start seeing that when you make the right decision, the best decision in the highest and best good, you have a better outcome. Mm. so that helps you to choose every time it's so it's like almost like creating a habit by Perfect. experimentation
2: because that was what was dropping in for me as well there's like oh there's a trigger and then there's there's a, there's yeah. a, trigger, there's a trigger there's a response so it did sound it's pretty very, cool like, it's pretty cool yeah the, the habit. But that's a so, great question <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah and one of the things that was um dropping in there for me was a couple of actually a couple of things a firstly that it's it's cultivated, which yeah i totally from my own just experience it's like yeah absolutely you know like um you know these things that they're, they're not formed in a day like when i got diagnosed right. with depression the core seed of that was they were like dude you're not honest with yourself you're not honest with others like you need to adopt honesty and i was like whoa <laughs> like,
1: right just, just
2: pulled <laughs> yeah. the, thread the whole carpet and the tapestry unraveled yeah um, i love that and it wasn't it wasn't just like immediately after it was like yo I'm honest. It was like, oh, okay. Now I've got to go like step by step. And when right. I exercise it wrong, oh, for the first time ever, now right. that I'm aware, you've rubbed the cat the wrong way, and it feels right. kind of like ah! right. Like, oh, okay. So this is what patting the cat the right way feels like. But yeah. it takes cultivation. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And the other part was, which I never really thought about this consciously until you shared it, was we can actually use when we have like a moment of dislike because obviously you were you you were using relationship as an example which i think is a great example because so many of us can relate you know there are challenges in you know <laughs> our relationships are our greatest teachers you know i right. take um, right. people on before and one of my favorite um, realizations from the Inspired inspirational podcast was in uh, interviewing someone named Valan, He's a dear brother here in australia and he said my my family is my altar yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's like what I come to pray at so like if you know there's things that are not working or things that are working have a quick look like check in inside like what's going on here but that relationship one's really strong but then when you just articulate I realized oh so when things are not working out there's also an opportunity for me to see hey what choices did I make what choices right. didn't I make yes. Um, yes that are leading to and so again bringing it back to choice yeah. which is Yeah, really deep conversation. Thank you so much for for sharing that with us.
1: And I love your awareness because you have to be aware and you have to be willing to take responsibility for your actions and you have to do the work. I mean, there's so many people that want the magic pill. You know, for years I bought so many books and CDs and courses and did programs and you know, Qigong facilitator. I mean, I did everything because I was, and I, you know, you always chip away at things, mm-hmm. but in reality, you have to really commit on a bigger level. A lot of times people buy courses and they sit there, they never do them mm-hmm. and they never practice them. So I love that you go deep and that's the only way that you can really get to know yourself at, at a deeper level and change and start, you know, peeling those layers away like an onion. You have to do the work. And so um, I love that. I love how awake and aware you are. Oh, it's beautiful.
2: So let's um, let's dive in. So we've talked about kindness. We've talked about surrender. We've talked about the potency of choice, which is, if anything to take away from the podcast, like, um, <laughs> but it's like, in, in, like, what, like, cause you've been on this journey for, you know, um, quite, quite some time and you've been, you know, sometimes it can be harder, like I feel, um, well, not harder, just, you know, there's a different amount of grace. Just the quality of grace is different to someone that's been working on themselves for a long time and walking that path. It's you're much more aware, but then when that awareness comes, a lot more responsibility. So there's, you know, then it's like my challenges are very different to, you know, people that perhaps choose to not look at themselves and just turn a blind eye to certain things. You know, ignorance is bliss. is kind of like a, right. <laughs> it's, it's a thing because it's a thing, right? Um, and so some of us don't want to reveal our stuff, but it seems like, especially in the space that you're in um, and, you know, the work with job as well, it just seems like, you know, you're consistently on a journey to reveal stuff for yourself, For uh, you know, what's going on, the world within, the world without, you know, is this the some of the cool, like the deepest stuff that's emerged from there are there other things that you know have really serviced your journey in a big way
1: well the big thing that i do is i teach intuition and that's my big piece um we're going to be uh, joe and i had like i said we had some speaking engagements overseas which got postponed till fall everything's gotten postponed till fall. Yeah. but um i've got really taking
2: a breath <laughs>
1: exactly i mean what else oh. are you
2: right, right.
1: <laughs> in a breather, which I love. And the air is clearing, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the ice caps are not melting, or whatever it is now. Um, but I've really gotten clear that my journey, my whole journey, my whole life is honoring my intuitive, my inner guides, my intuition. Because so many people don't, I always thought that I was a wacko because I'm very intuitive and I pushed it to the side, but I'll tell you what, it has really given me so many gifts and You and I were talking earlier about, you know, synchronicities and it's really about saying yes to not, it's a lot of people say yeses to their no's, the limitations and that kind of stuff. But if you say yes to your possibilities and your opportunities, when you say yes, that's another big thing that I I talk about. When you say yes and you follow your intuition, it's a guide. If I told you over the last five years, um, when I left my full-time music career, um, to to start coaching and going on that journey. I it, It's mind blowing how many synchronicities happened to get me. I mean, I took one step to the next step to the next step. And a lot of times I didn't even know where I was going. I was just told to go and I went just trusting. And it didn't even make sense a lot of times, but I got where I was supposed to go step by step by step by step. And when I look back, the universe just... It, orchestrated everything you know we're like these little chess pieces that are moved around and if we say yes to it 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 the universe brings us to the magic and the miracles in our lives it brings us to the people we're supposed to know and the things we're supposed to be doing so that's saying yes to your say just say yes And your opportunities and possibilities show up and then walk step-by-step intuitively listening to your inner guidance because it never scares you wrong. So you really need to develop a relationship with your inner guidance because it's your life navigation system. (laughs) And so that has been just a primary in my life and even to this day. And, And then just continuing that journey of trusting the universe. It's hard to trust what we can't see, right? But trusting the universe that it has our back and I have to tell you, I could cry when I just look at the things even today. I mean, even the fact that I, I could have collapsed in Italy last March, and I could have ended up there for months and not been able to fly home because I was so ill. I happened to collapse like you know, seven days after I got back from Italy. Um, you know, Joe was just speaking in Iran not too long ago, and he, he came home right before they did, you know, the U.S. bombed them. And, and I mean, so so many things. I Like, we, we could have been overseas right now and, and in the midst and stuck over there for months. So it's really this beautiful journey of trusting and watching and walking and knowing and these synchronicities, looking for them. Like you said, you look back at things that happened and you go, oh my God, you know, look at all those pieces. So I think that that's a really critical piece in people's journeys, because if you're not open to that, you can't figure things out from here. You know, creative ideas and inspiration don't come from up here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They come from the ether. So tune in.
2: Wow. Okay. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like for me, I've 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 been aware that trust and surrender are like the opposite sides to the same coin, like because that's been that's when it's like, what am I holding on to? It's like oh, all this stuff that I'm not trusting. It's like so the the mantra that I've been dropping into, which is helping me, I like uh, distill all my most biggest limiting beliefs at the moment is, universe is my greatest ally. So even that. as I say that to you, I can feel like, oh, there's a bit of darkness around that here. There, there's a, it's a bit grey over here. And it's like, oh, I don't actually believe that. It's like, why don't you believe that the universe is your greatest? like, it put you here. so like, like, don't yes. you think it would look after you to get to where you need yeah. to go? But somehow, yes. no, <laughs> there's little trauma bits and it's like, okay, i got to look at that, i got to feel that, heal that. Um, but then the, the, the conversation which just dropped in for me was, intuition is a way to learn to really like gracefully have a dialogue with that trust. And that's, yes. Yes. Um, That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Um, How, how do we, how do we build a relationship with our intuition for someone that's coming into it for the first time?
1: I love that. I'm going to plug my book. I don't know whether they're watching us or they're listening, but your turning point, this has so much stuff in it. It has, you know, steps to using your intuition and, It's really important um, communication and building a relationship. It's you. And one of the things I teach is, you know, we're energy, right? So I do a lot of Qigong and processes, you know, where we can actually feel the energy and and all that. But the biggest thing is really sitting in silence. I'm not talking about meditation, but purposely um, going within and asking questions of your higher self. And that's a tough one. I I worked with a group from Australia, actually, um, years ago that came over here to the States. And I was living in Malibu and we were doing um, sessions and stuff. It was the UI group. And I was actually working with them and for them. And we did a lot of intuitive processes. And I really... It was really hard because a lot of us, we don't trust what's coming from within, right? We hear stuff and I used to give readings for people. And then I'd get off the phone. And I'd be like, oh, I hope that was right. I hope, I hope I wasn't making that up. It's it's so stupid because it's like, it's who we are. Yeah, <laughs> we can't accept so who we are. We, we don't plug into who we are, but it's this beautiful, your higher self, I, I liken it to like a woman for me or a guy for you, like your, your best self. Sometimes what I do is I sit down and I envision, you know, my, my higher self looks a certain way and then they, they're coming and walking toward me and they, they actually settle within my body to make me more powerful and more strong. And so it wants to talk to you. Your higher self wants to have a conversation with you. Your higher self wants you to listen. All these things that happen to us, for us, Right, like the fires and, and everything. I just keep seeing the universe, the, my higher self going, "Hello, you know, is anybody in there?" I keep trying to tell you. I keep, you know, trying to guide you, and you're kind of walking that way, but you're kind of not. And so it's it's this piece of you that is you. It, it's you, no matter whether you're somebody asked me a question the other day on on a show uh, about, um, you know, they were religious or whatever. I said, "You I said who you are isn't religion or." or anything, it's its spirituality, it's who you are, it's what you're born as, and so you've got to develop a relationship, and the more you develop it, the more you sit and you ask questions of yourself, people can do this, they can sit for uh, just a few minutes, and ask tiny little questions, and you're going to find blockages, right, because you don't trust what you're getting, you can see colors, you can see phrases, you can see patterns, you can hear voices, but if you hear nothing, you have a blockage, so then you go in after the question, if you don't hear anything, and you say, what's blocking me? So it's again, it's frustrating. It, it can take months and months and months of practicing, but once you start to do it, you can literally go to a restaurant and ask your higher self, "What's better for me?" You know, the chicken piccata or the you know the veal, and you will get an answer. You can live your life by this beautiful navigation tool if you actually learn to develop a relationship with it and you listen to it.
2: It's amazing. Amazing. And I think uh, just highlighting as well, I think everybody's would probably be a little bit different, right? In their own. And like, there'll be some things that obviously are staple to tuning right. in um, because we're all human beings. Uh, but um, I think we all learn in different ways as well. Like, I kind of know that for me, I get this impulse in my gut, which kind of just goes yay or nay. <laughs> you know, like, oh, is, <laughs> right. it's just this little. And uh, like, it's, it surprises me how much we kind of <clears throat> have the dialogue in society already around gut instinct. Um, and it's like and and we have that conversation and it's like where does that come from well it's like your gut is where the outside world's food assimilates into your stomach it's your relationship with the world and how to navigate it and so like of course that's where your intuition is kind of plugged into the universe and you get that feeling from Uh, but for me it's it's a little but I'm, i'm sure that some people like actually hear one of the things that i wanted to ask you for myself was because i was just aware like probably about Three months ago, this would have been a very different conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to when we're talking about saying yes a lot to our intuition. Because for me, uh to full transparency, like just a lot of growth, a lot of growth, a lot of growth, touch wood, the inspired evolution, everything that's happening in this space. Mm-hmm. Um and it came a lot from just say yes, figure it out. Say yes, figure it out. Say yes, figure it out say yes, figure it out. And it was only 2020, actually, this has been a big year for us, um, That I started realising, well, like, yes, that really works to drum up a lot of energy and build what you want to do, Um, but it's also getting to the point where now, like, there's only one Amrit, you know, and there's only so many places Amrit can be at the (laughs) right given time, right? And so that became really challenging because I continued to, and I'm still, like, I still haven't fully resolved this. Like, my natural inclination is, like, opportunity, yes absolutely right, right. You, know, you need someone to come deliver a meditation absolutely right. do you know what i mean it's like right. we need someone to like local community come give a talk and it's like half your normal rate sure i'm doing the work you know i'm happy to help sure here i come you know um and so there was so much yesness so much yesness to drum up in. and then recently it's been okay how do i learn to say no mm-hmm. um and that's been a massive thing. And I've had to sort of, and I just realized in there, like I'm not really learning to say, no, I'm just tuning in to sort yeah. of go, okay. Uh, intuition doesn't feel so good about this one. It feels less like zingy, yes. if you will, or something. Yes. Um, and that's been like a massive tool.
1: I love that. That is You're so awesome because you're so intuitive. And that's a great point, too. Um, God, we could talk for hours, I think, not just an hour. But uh, what I love about that is it's truth. Everybody needs to learn to honor what they're getting. First of all, we have to create boundaries. We're really bad at boundaries. And we are bad at saying no to certain things. And we only do have so much energy. And we have to conserve our energy. So that's a really great point. And I'm not saying there goes the motorhead in the (laughs) community. Uh, I'm not saying when I say yes, I'm not saying, say yes to everything. We want to say yes to inspired hits. We want to take an action on inspired hits. We want to just not, not just move everywhere. And that's what I love what you brought up because not just boundaries, but feeling into opportunities, um, and the way that I do it, you had said, your intuition doesn't feel so good. It doesn't feel zingy or whatever. And I love that because it's true. When opportunities come to us or even people, I talk about energetic signatures, right? You it, you can tell somebody if you're standing in a room, there are either people over there that give you the creeps and you don't want to be around, or there's somebody over in the corner that is like this light like you and people are drawn to them right away. Energetic signatures is the same thing with um, taking inspired action and Knowing whether a choice, like if you get two hits that seem like um, they might be both, you know, viable, we, we're not really sure. So what I always tell people to do is to feel in, to ask yourself. First of all, I'm, this is all about feelings too. Like you were talking about zingy, this is about feelings. We need to feel into our bodies. What are our bodies feeling? And so if you have an opportunity that comes forward, or even if somebody asks you a question, and you want to figure out whether it's the truth or it's not the truth. Or if it's a good, you know, a good person to go with, or not a good person to go with, go with your gut feelings. In other words, if the hair stands up on the back of your head, it's a no-go. Um, truth feels light and easy and airy. And when you hear truth about an opportunity, person, whatever it is, there's no conversation around it. You're not going to hear any mind chatter. But when you're saying, when you're when you're hearing things about, you know, non-truth, you're going to hear, you're going to feel a heaviness, a stickiness, you're going to feel a conversation. Like when you try to make a decision about something that's not non-truth or something that's not in your highest and best good, right? Your mind's going to, you're going to make a decision. Your mind's going to be like, well, I don't know, maybe you should, well, you know, you're going to, you're literally going to hear a conversation, right? So truth and knowing which way to go and knowing which opportunity to take is easy, light, effortless, flowy, zingy. (laughs) Non-truth is heavy, sticky, doesn't feel right. And conversation, always listen for the conversation in your head. If there isn't one, you're going in the right direction. If there is Uh one, your mind is in the way and there's something not right there. So that's a great, that is, thank you for bringing that up. Cause that is so <laughs> Thank
2: you for sharing so eloquently. Hi, that is amazing. amazing. <laughs> ah, I love it. One of the things that I'm, I am conscious of time. So I just wanted to tune in and say, like, let's just bring, I'm glad we started. We started with surrender so we could go all the way in. Um, <laughs> one of the things that has been the deepest fascination of mine, and I guess I'm just going to take some of this time for myself and just to share that um, with others is you mentioned the word, um, and we don't like, we don't, where where do your creative thoughts come from? They don't really come from us. They come from the ether. Um, I know that might just be a word to some people. Um, I think about the ether quite a bit um, just because when I, sort of drop into, actually, just to bring the conversation full circle, you know, we talked a little bit about conspiracy theories. It took me a while to realise that they weren't serving me because for a while I was trying to become informed and I've got my fingers in quotation marks for those tuning into the audio as I say become informed um, because, yes, you're gathering more information but it wasn't really serving me. So what I realised in there was actually the things that really it comes back down to fundamentally as like 101 for me was earth, fire, wind and water. Mm. Which was like, what, what? Am I am I eating good food? Am I drinking right. good water? Am I breathing well? Yeah. You know, do I have a relationship with the sun? Is my passion alive and thriving? You know, it's basically that's what it came back down to. And I it was like it. everything else that's subsidiary to that is not necessarily serving my highest good. Yes, it's in here to inform me in a certain way, but then that brings us to the conversation there was always like this fascination when we talk about ancient alchemy with these five elements so it wasn't just the four there was always ether with some people call it space mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah like can you tell us a little bit about what your awareness of the ether is and what you believe it to be for you and you know what yeah
1: i mean i don't think i have a lot of you know i'm i like to think i'm really woo woo but i'm, I'm <laughs> and i am i could be but um
2: i think you're quite grounded mate uh, <laughs>
1: I'm keeping you. (laughs) Um, The ether for me is where all things are created. And I love that you bring the elements in and and the things that, because we have to be a little bit of both. We have to be grounded, centered, and we have to be taking care of our needs from every level. So I love that you bring that up. That's really important. Um, But the ether, again, it's like when I even talk about uh, fear or what's going on right now? These conspiracy theories, like you said, and all that. What happens is what, and what I've seen over and over is that the more we talk about stuff that's negative or fearful, we literally—I always say that thoughts congeal in the ethers because they do. It's—it's. It's, remember, we're like radio, you know, we're like antenna, right? And we're picking up on a, a signal. And so there are days, as an, an intuitive, uh, sensitive empath, I feel fear from the ethers. I feel the fear and the heaviness. And, and some days I'm like, oh my God, you know, what is that feeling in me? But I'm feeling everything around me. And we always think about, you know, well, people are across the globe. No, like they're here now. Everything is here now, right? You know, in one big cloud. And so that's why you really want to tune into your own channel, first of all, like I said, get away from the negativity. I'm not talking about burying your head in the sand, but you don't have to be a part of the negativity. Don't attach your energy to the negativity uh, in politics, religion, anything, for a, for any reason, um, and be your own, like you, bright light, you know, emit the light, the brightness. Um, hang out with people that, that do the, kind, the same kind of thing, you know, people who are positive, doing good in the world, and have certain thoughts, you know, you want to, you want to start you know, you want, to, you want to start your own your own happy party and you want to put that <laughs> out there because it's really important. Um, there are a lot of people on planet doing a lot of things that are good. We hear more about the bad stuff than we do the good stuff. I was just watching um, an Instagram post from The Rock today and I was in tears because he was singing with his daughter, his little yeah, baby. And here's That's this beautiful. big, <laughs> did you see it? Yeah. A big, beautiful guy, I right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, you know, And I thought there are so many people and beautiful things happening out there. So when we put our focus there, you know, we can feel more of that. We attract more of that to us. And I don't want to be part of the problem of the planet. I want to be the solution to the planet. And a lot of times we feel like we're alone, like we're the only one doing it. There are a lot of people that are in prayer, meditation, that are doing all kinds of things globally. So I really believe, again, the ethers – when I, I don't know if you even know her, there was a woman called um, Lynn Grabhorn and she passed already, but she had a book out called, excuse me, your life is waiting. And this was years ago that I read it. And it was one of the things that impacted me incredibly. And it talked about um, how everything is attractive in the ethers. Like everything you put out there, you know, is, is attractive. And that's when I really started getting into that whole concept. So for me, it's really where, form starts when you start um setting an intention when you start thinking when you start feeling as you as joey says feeling it real when you start visualizing it and feeling the emotions of something you're sending that up into the ether and that's where everything starts to be created that's that's so i don't know that's my little theory about what that means and it feels right when i say it for me anyway
2: yeah i love that thank you so much for sharing that and that's kind of brought me to a point where I'd like to try and follow me for just a second like (laughs) the ether and like the the like it becomes quite nebulous from that perspective and I can kind of sort of see that um actually perhaps that's some of the energy to surrender to um I I really want to avoid using this example but it's just such a low-hanging fruit that it's (laughs) <laughs> it's hard not to do it. So I'm just going to do it for the sake of the listener <laughs> and just use that as an excuse, but I'm, I'm doing it. Um, so let's say, for example, we have politicians in power that really just don't make sense to us. How you, Like how they got them. Um, I think for those tuning in, I don't need to name names just because i just want to introduce them right. <laughs> to right. Um But do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's politicians in power. And like, how did this person get to where they're going? Um, and yet they're there. And so – sometimes the dialogue for me is okay well classic example now that there's a person that is an industrious businessman in charge of a country uh, mm. then it's like well it just shows you the power that business has yeah in running a country right and it's like well that's like that's kind of that's a service right now we can actually see transparently the veils have been lifted that government was not meant to be business but now business and government right. are totally in bed with each other so that's still, right. right some sort of service right um but then like how do like yeah just there's there's so much to then like the conversation around you know what there is a grander bigger emergence that's bigger than us um and then perhaps learning to trust and surrender and consistently perhaps tuning into the ether to have that bigger level conversation that higher self that you're referring to to have that more grandiose or more grandiose doesn't even feel right but more expanded version of what is actually going on in the story of events to drop into, rather than just our uh, our narrative in this one little fractal. Looking out and going, wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, that may be bigger than us, and that's kind of for me bringing the conversation around the ether, also the surrender, and then the intuition that it takes to sort of trust that. Um, if I'm making sense, but it's also an invitation for me what's coming up this moment is to to just consistently drop back into that love Um, just to come back to love would you say that's a safe safe kind of drop in
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yes I love that and I believe everything happens for a reason I even believe when we have somebody in power that's just it's like ludicrous right we can't even figure it out I believe it's all happening for a reason I believe there is no I believe there is Nothing that happens on this planet that is not overseen by the divine, and it, it may seem horrible, but I always feel it's for the good because we just don't see what goes on behind this, the this, you know behind the screens. We don't see the complete you know uh, quilt, it's not made yet. It's, it's up there happening. so that's where we really do have to drop into love, and I don't want to share with everybody this is so silly. it's just coming forward, but literally every day, whether it's you know a leaf. Or a piece of egg, or dust on my carpet, or something in the sky. I literally every day take pictures of little hearts that I find everywhere. They just show up. I mean, it can be a piece of you know butter, ghee, or what. I mean, literally, I have pictures. So I love that you bring the conversation back to love because that's what it's all about. And the thing is, is that if it's true that we are love, because we come from love, and a lot of people will disagree with me on the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe it wholeheartedly because I believe that the creator is love. I have seen so much love. I've seen suffering. A lot of times I believe we create our own suffering. And then there's a lot of stuff that we don't understand because it's Mm -hmm. out of our uh, reach or it's just something that has been hidden from us. Love is always the answer. Yeah. Love coming back to love is always the answer. So again, let's try to be the love. It's so hard, but we don't have time I, and I just want to encourage everybody really quickly. I have a thing called the um, the love expansion meditation that I've been doing for years that the divine gave me. We don't love ourselves. And so everything we do is a projection of the non-love that we feel for ourselves, right? All mm. the not, not loving people out there. So it's really great for you to get in touch if you can with the love that you are. And just briefly, my meditation is about sitting and even if you don't feel love just seeing love expanding out, you know, in your country, your neighborhood, the globe, the planet, whatever, and just letting these ripples of love go out. And when you start to commit to a practice like that, even when you don't feel it, eventually you you start feeling it. I mean, I have sat some days in the love of the divine that's, that's just, I don't want to move because I've never felt anything like it. And I think that if we all, I know this is a pipe dream, but if we could all be in a space of that, that divine love and feeling that divine love, we wouldn't have time to bash each other or not trust because it is so profound. And so just trusting that everything's happening for our highest and best good when we can't see it and always coming back to love. Thank you for that. That is so profound.
2: Wow. I just want to take this moment to thank you. I've loved having you. <laughs> oh my God.
1: What I amazing. love being here with you. You're so open and intuitive and I'm aware that
2: Oh, Lisa, for those that want to tune in to you, um, what's the best way for them to, to, I know the term. I'm
1: getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, thank you, Um My website is lisaawinston.com yep. and I will be starting coaching again soon. I obviously had to take the year off. And then you can also check out my television show, uh, which is mindsetresettv.com mm-hmm. and check that out. So there are lots of places you can find me on Facebook
2: too and all those other, other and, social media the blog on Lisa's website is actually there's some really cool articles there so I'd highly recommend going to check that out um, and yeah I just I want to thank you for your time, your energy, your presence here today but always like these conversations uh, you know, uh, a, like uh, a moment in time from an evolution of work and a body that, of work that you've been through on yourself so I just I really wanted to take a moment to honour and acknowledge that and just thank you for showing up and doing the work to inspire us thank to you. be better humans going forward so thank you so much for your blessings and wishing you all the a- best is always (laughs) thank you for what you do thank you
3: (laughs) Hey Tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website which is wwwamrit sanducom You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook Amrit Sandu. and if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the inspired evolution out in a big way by liking the youtube channel subscribing to the inspired evolution or the facebook page like that please at the inspired evolution or by leaving a review on itunes if you're on an apple device and also if the inspired evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level you can head on over to www.amret-sandu.com to see how the inspired evolution can help you and your team thrive